So it's not part of the seminar, but I'm going to talk about communication right now. Because I have a, a pet saying that communication is message sent, message received. Okay. It's not on the seminar this morning, but I'm going to start out with a, uh, uh, one of my mantras about communication. Communication is message sent, message received, and message correctly acted upon. Because we tell people and we tell kids especially things all the time, and we wonder why the fuck they don't do it. It's because they don't receive the message and or understand the message and then they can't correctly act upon it. This morning, the cock up at breakfast, I thought I said breakfast or a seminar is at 8 o'clock. Megan thought I said, who's again behind the camera, uh, breakfast at 8 o'clock. Then you said just 8 o'clock. What? You said 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Yeah. But did I say breakfast at 8 o'clock no, or seminar? 8 o'clock tomorrow. 8 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. Well, then I, I'm at 8 o'clock here tomorrow. Anyway, so that happens all the time. And especially when you're dealing in third world countries where they have to translate from English to their own language and in the Philippines and in China. Uh, and most people are afraid to ask. But it's not just in third world countries where we're in different languages. It happens all the time when you're speaking the same language. I talk to Sip all the time in English and purportedly, ostensibly, theoretically understands English. But it's like I'm talking to a fucking wall. So, um, and I think that's a trait of Romanian because I had the same problem with Bogdan, or the same challenge, I'll say, but I'm trying to be 21st century. Same challenge. But you know, I don't believe that there's any challenges, there's any problems. Um, but, um, so, but it happens all the time, and the, uh, but guys like Jack Welsh and those guys that I've been talking about ad nauseum, they don't, they assume that you understand. So when they come back three weeks later, three months later, three hours later, and it's not done, the better managers give you the benefit of the doubt. I must not be a better manager because I don't give you the benefit of the doubt. I assume that you understand, because if you don't understand, you should ask me. And it's one of the toughest things since we went to Asia, either in India or in the Philippines or in China, they don't ask, I don't, or don't say, I don't understand. Just recently, some of the people that work in our house have just started after a year and a half, two years, excuse me, sir, um, I don't understand. As they look down like that. But I mean, it's a year and a half later. So God only knows all the mistakes that have been made. And one of the things, when you, when, you, when you find something that's not going right, that's only the tip of the iceberg. The, find, the fact that I found Sure wasn't doing something, and I saw him do it, or heard him do it, or, or somebody told me about it, but what about all the other things that we didn't see, or we didn't hear, or the, or, or the other employees were supportive of him and didn't want to rat him out, or whatever. And so, when I come in and I find something that went wrong, it's, and I get really upset. It's not that I'm getting upset at that. I just know that's one of a hundred things that I probably don't know about and that nobody told me about. So communication is really critical. And um, the, uh, so we had a, a good example of it this morning. Now, are there any questions from anything we've covered for the first three days? 
when I ask when I ask audiences of four or five thousand people the same thing, nobody raises their goddamn hand. Because I do believe in there are stupid questions. Maybe that's why. Not sure, but that could be why. And that could be why I wasn't a great college professor. Because most people that went to university, it's, uh, there's no such thing as a dumb question. I don't believe that. And the reason I don't believe it is because if you're paying attention, there shouldn't be any dumb questions. But for those of us that went to school, college, university, we realize we don't always pay attention. I'm in the back, sleeping like this, trying not to snore too loud, or uh, coming in late to class. Um, I used to lock the doors when it was time. I locked the doors so you couldn't get in. I also locked the doors so you couldn't get out. So you either got there on time and you couldn't leave before the class was over. You had a question. Uh, you taught uh, two questions. One about you said uh, Beryl Crump was one of your. Beryl uh, Thumper Crump. Crump, yeah. <laughs> was one of your superstars. She, she is a superstar yeah. today, as uh, we speak. Uh, how, how much did, did she make and how did she. Well, when I met her, she had a net worth of $5 million. She was already had a few Bob. But in the first 17 or 19 months, I can't remember which, I think it was 17 months, uh, she made 15 million bucks. But that's 20 years ago. I mean, she has significantly, now she does. She's doing gold deals in Angola, and I mean, she's got a lot of money. She's been very successful. And um, I think she's more importantly to her, she's lost 130, I want to say 138 pounds. Pearl, don't hate me for this, 138 pounds or a bunch of weight. And as I think I said in, or, uh, or it was said on the 97 tape, because she lost a lot of weight uh, as far back as then. She said that the QLA was a, a better diet um, regimen than it was for making money. She's another one that got it. The, the thing that she came away from, the first seminar that she ever went to back in the um, early 90s, uh, especially being a woman, you can't hit a home run or you can't knock it for six unless you swing at the ball. And her growing up in Canada uh, in a small town, uh, one, women didn't have much opportunity, and two, when they got opportunity to leave to go to some place, they were just expected to sit there with a the mouth shut and not do anything. And um, so she started swinging at the plate, and she found out early on, after I met her 20 years ago, that she was very good. She was just as good as most of the men, and if not better, and she was aggressive. She had that pent-up aggression that Sure and I were talking about yesterday. I mean, and then when she got used to showing the aggression, and she wasn't embarrassed to show aggression, and it was all right to be aggressive as a woman, then she just it was like unleashing the Incredible Hulk. I mean, it was, she just, you know, ate virtually everybody alive. Uh, I think I told you, I went to, whenever the, uh, the Canadian team won the World Series in baseball, whenever that was, I gave a seminar in Canada that she sponsored. People paid $1,000 a head, nobody wanted to talk to me hear me because they were more interested in the Blue Jays, I think it was, uh, watching them uh, playing the World Series. And all these men would come up to me and say, uh, you Dan Pena, you're the mentor of Burl Crump. I said, yes, I am. But we wanted to meet the guy that he can back Burl down because we're afraid of Burl. <laughs> and I never saw that side of her. She's just, she, she's, she was a big girl then. She's not the big girl now, but um, she was really aggressive and she scared guys. She scared guys. Like I tell people, smart people are afraid of me. Smart people are afraid of me. It's only the fucking dumb ones 
that aren't afraid of me. And when I was young, they were afraid of me because I was more physical than I am. And now I'm, I'm a fatherly, grandfatherly kind of guy, uh, kind of gentle. I didn't used to be kind of gentle like I am now. Um, and uh, the, um, in the, the old days, I would, I would get you to do it if I had to knock all your fucking teeth out. You know, I mean, it was, it was my way or the fucking highway. Now I, don't, I realize it's the 21st century and you can't use that kind of management style, although I'm a proponent of it. I would have been better in the 16th, 17th century. You don't want to do it? Chop his fucking head off. He stole something, cut his fucking hand off. But I know that there are drawbacks to that management style. There are drawbacks, so I, don't, I obviously can't participate without being in jail. But there are certain parts of the world, as I look into the camera, that you can still do that. And I, I have seriously contemplated from time to time moving there. <laughs> okay. That's it for this morning. Thanks, Megan.